Good morning on this rainy morning. Morning, Naomi. Yeah. How are you? Good. All right. So next week, I think we got the Christmas show and morning. Well, I mean, the show. I mean, the kids and everything, you know. I guess. And I'm sorry, I'm not. Might not be proper. It is what it is. I didn't say entertainment. All right. Be like the gladiator. Are you not entertained? <laughs> All right. You know, you know what I'm talking about? The gladiator. Never watched that one? You don't like Russell Crowe? Never will? Never have. Seven up. Linda says she likes seven up. Never had, never will. Some people don't know what that is. Seven up, never had it, never will. That was a slogan, wasn't it? No, it's seven up. I, I was drinking ginger ale. I brought some home the other night because we had some sickness in the house. Wife's like, "What is that?" I said, hey, it's just you want to get better? You got to drink ginger ale. Break out the old blankets, get covered up about six layers deep. Drink some ginger ale, you'll be all right. Some vapor rub all over you. I was telling Lynn, I stopped by and got some welcome back too, Lynn. You was greatly missed. I'm sure Jim appreciates that too. Oh, I know. That's what I'm saying. But I uh, got some vapor rub, and I was telling, sharing with Lynn. It's like my 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 mama. She was uh she she would make me. She'd rub you down with it, and then she'd have a little more dab on her finger left over. She open your mouth. She'd run it in there and, and close it up, make you swallow it. That might be beneficial for what we're going to talk about today, you know, getting it on the inside of you. Huh? Brother, well, they didn't have halls back then. I mean, halls. Well, nobody know what halls was about back then. We knew some vapor rub. That's about it. We just got in my vaporizers, you know, you had them big vaporizers. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Break half a jug off in there, vapors just anyway. It is the season for a lot of things right now, and a lot of everybody been a little sicky. We've had some stomach bug and I don't know what all respiratory stuff going on. I mean, it's a lot of people getting hit with it. But I know when it hits them, I just can't get off of this this uh this antichrist spirit, you know. No, because spirit is, is breath, right? And then whenever something comes after my lungs and my breathing, I, that, that's antichrist, you know? It's, it's coming against your life. It's coming against your spirit, the breath that you take. It's trying to take it out. And so in these days, it feels like that, 
the sicknesses is coming after our, our lungs. Just like the song, it's your breath in our lungs, let's pour out our praise. So what is it trying to do? It's trying to take away our praise. It's trying to take away the things that we're trying to get out. So in this lesson of anapiliotos, which is above reproach or, or becoming blameless or spotless, all this has to do with what comes out of us. Everything that comes out of us is what's really, is, well, it's what's known. It's what's out. It's what you put off. Your fragrance, some stinky, some make smell good, it don't matter. But to the Lord, if it's His, what does it say into His, into his nostrils? It's a, yes, hallelujah. So that's what we want. We want Him to, we want him to smell us and be pleasing. And if that is, then guess what's going to put off? Everybody else is going to see that too. They're going to smell that maybe, even in the air. If you be so, you know, kind of like that. We maybe don't want to smell our neighbors. We want to stay far apart of them. You know, sit on the bus or the subway. Anybody ever took the subway in New York City before? Whew. Well, I tell you, I mean, you don't even have to get on the, the train itself. As soon as you... Step to the steps to go down under. It's there, man. It's like, woo! It's a stinky situation down there. I'm getting off in that, but. Well, listen here. Wait till you go to Nepal. And they got years of stuff set up, you know. I'm telling you, that's, you don't ever. Andy, can you. You can't even take it. Once you get that in you, you can't take it away. It's there. I mean, you can almost smell it right now. Just thinking, you know, the same situations. Horrible stench. So what does that do to the Lord? You know what I mean? If we're moving and going and doing things that this, we're putting off the wrong fragrance. It, that's what it is. You know, I don't, want, I don't want that happen. Do I probably get a... Needed some deodorant sometimes? Oh, I sure do. You know, need a bath. Need a cleansing. But how do we get there? What do we do? Are we too far gone? Well, as the word says, if salt loses its saltiness and its taste, what's it fit for? Well, but I don't want to say that it's, he said it's not even fit for the dunghill, you know? Or you might as well throw it over there. But look. If you do lose your flavor, can you get it back? Don't throw me away. Huh? See, that's what a man would like to do. If I don't think you got enough flavor on you, it's really not my part to judge you that. But when I'm looking on the inside of myself and examining, I know if I got flavor or not. How about you? That's why it's so important that... What Paul talks about over there, that we examine ourselves. We look at ourselves. Be truthful with ourselves. What are we going to do? What are we doing with our life? Is there something in there that we need to work on? Is there something today that we need to throw down and leave alone? There's many things that's going to come at us. But it's what do we... And I don't want to get too far ahead. We take in but what we put out. I talk to people sometimes, you know, about uh, the trees. When you look at a tree, 
You see them like right now, they're, they're, they're getting dormant, it looks like right now. You know, they're, they're looking pretty, pretty rough. It's not pleasing to the eyes right now. The leaves are fell off. Well, we used to go gazing, right? Last month, we were all looking for leaf. You know, people coming all over to the Blue Ridge Mountains. They, they coming to look. But what were they looking at? Oh, yeah. But what is that? It's death. They're dying. It's their last breath. The last hurrah. And we're gazing upon that. Oh, look how beautiful. But it's the truth. It's the truth. But it's our perspective. We're thinking, well, this is beautiful for our, our amazement. But what are they doing? They're shedding off the things. The stuff that they've taken in all season. Now they're getting shed of it. And they're getting ready to be what? Renewed. There's a new life coming. There's a new season coming. Because maybe we've lost our saltiness in something. But we can get shed of it. Because we know there's a new season coming. Because my Lord's not done with me yet. I still have breath. I still have life. Just as those trees, maybe it's going back down into the roots. Down to the foundation of things. And a lot of times I tell people in basketball or, or, or you know, we well, got to stay with the fundamentals. Don't ever get away from your fundamentals. Get down to the root. Get down to the heart of the matter. Don't forget about the substance in which you come. And this is where we're coming from that. Is I'm going to jump to the third part because of just time constraints. I think if I don't get back because I was able to touch on some of the things. It was effort, unity, and intimacy are the three branches that I like to think that, you know, the Lord gave me in this part. There's probably many more uh, Things that we need to keep in this thing, but uh, to reach a piliotos of, of blamelessness. But the intimacy part, I really want to get to it because to me, I believe that is the key to it all. I believe it starts right there. I believe that is the foundation of our effort and our willingness to unify. We do need to have effort. We need to have a good effort. We don't want people to take away our effort. We don't want to be uh, deterred by what people say, the naysayers, people who maybe throw obstacles in your way to try to keep you from putting forth effort and kind of shun you back. But the Word says we are not of those who shrink back. We must press forward and toward the higher calling of God. We're going to keep moving in that direction. Now, we also know that we must unify with one another. Because not one man has it all. We're a body. We're a unit. I always like to look back to the Rocky. Oh, Mick. You're a well-oiled machine, Rock. You know? I think he said, you're a killer. So I don't know. We ain't that. But, but we're, we become one well-oiled machine together. And we work because we do have this intimacy of the love of the Lord God that brings us together and we're willing to lay aside the things. And we understand that it's not our part to judge our brothers and our sisters. What are they doing? It's our, it's our job, though, to love them, to encourage them. If they're doing wrong, do we speak on it? Yes, we do speak on that part. Paul says that is what we do. But we don't speak of the people that we notice in the world we can't judge those people because the lost people are going to do what we're going to do. If we're going to start judging them, we might as well be taken away out of the world. But our, and our brothers, our sisters who's part of the body, who claim to be followers of Christ, 
that's not following Christ, who's not glorifying his name, and we see that, then what do we do? We want to pull them aside. Right. And with love, say, hey, what's going on? You okay? You all right? Anything you want to share? Anything we got to go? What, do, what can I do to help you? Do we all know that, hey, that person has a responsibility after that, right? Either they say yes or they say no. What do we go from there? Love you, pray for them, and move forward. So the intimacy, intimacy part is we're going to have that with, with, with others, but we, it all derives and comes from our encounter with Christ. That's it. Our change, our repentance, everything comes by our encounter with Christ. If we don't meet something different, then how are we ever going to move in a different way? How will we become a new creation? So the thing in the, of the intimacy is the key to it all. There, so will, there will be no transformation without the encounter of the lover of your soul. How can you or why would you deny yourself and take up your cross? Why would you try to even do anything different if you didn't know anything different? And that knowing part, I don't want to get too far ahead again, but that knowing part in the Greek is gnosko, which is a very intimate knowing. So intimate, there, there, it says intercourse in it. Knowing. The lover of your soul. Who is my husband? The lover of my soul. Your creator, don't you know? What is it, Isaiah? What, what part is it? What, what is it? Yeah. So, how do you know him? How well do you know him? So, why would you do something different? So, here it is. Let's look back. I started this from, from coming from Luke 7 over there. From uh, uh, It came from, from uh, Luke 7, 35, I think it was, where I started with this, where the Lord started giving me this, this little revelation and of, of this whole word. So let's go back over there but <clears throat> to Luke. So we see over there in, in 33 is where, you know, I, I go back to the effort and the naysayers. And it was about what they were saying about John the Baptist, what they were saying about even Jesus when he came. John wasn't acting the way they wanted him to act. He was doing something totally different, you know. But was he, was he a true believer? Was he a true prophet? Was he someone sent from God? Was he a man of God? Yes, he was. Because Jesus called him out. He said, well, why did you go out there to see me if he wasn't? What drawed you? The same thing with us, that, that when we're moving in what we're supposed to be moving in, if we're, we're really in this anapatilios, if we're really becoming this bride of Christ, people will be drawn to us. They will be in awe of our scent. I know men, you know, here you know. The fragrance of your spouse. 
You know, maybe she thinks the same way of you. I don't know. Maybe not the musty spell and all that. Cut that out. Is that how it works? Well, you know what? I've never got one, so I must be doing all right. She likes me manly. But anyway. Natural. Being supernatural would be the best way. But so here it is, you know, and we go back to that part. And I just want to touch on uh, just the context of where we are right now and what's going on with, with Jesus and, and the Pharisees and, and what, what's happening there. And he, you know, and they even said with him, I come, you know, he was drinking wine and, and eating with sinners. And, you know, and they look at him like, my goodness, he's just a party animal. You know what I mean? This guy, who does he think he is coming? He's got a demon. Something's on him. He's a wine beaver. Who? Come on. So how many times we want to look? And I want to look at people. Listen, if you can't, Paul says, listen, if you, if you do something and you can control that, it's okay. But if you have a brother or a sister who cannot and you introduce them to that and they see you there, then that's a sin because you cause them to stumble. So then what happens to us? What should we have? The self-control, Right? That's, that's a gift of the Spirit of God. That we don't, maybe I can handle this, but maybe my brother can't. So do I refrain from it? Yes. Because if they see me out in the club, they think they can go out in the club. Maybe they can go out in the club. But what's going to happen then? Maybe they won't go back again next night. And then the next night, then what did you do? You call someone to stumble. Now, if they never seen it, I got out of there, all right, I might be good then. But it's not that. It's a wedding feast, same thing. You go to weddings. My goodness, some of the weddings, I got to leave. You know? We started cutting our wedding time short. You know, I don't need to be there after 9 o'clock. You know, my dad used to tell me, you better be home by 12. Nothing good happens after 12. Well, when you go to a wedding, some of them, you better get out of there as soon as, you know, the I do's go down and they hit the... Happy hour, it's time to go. You don't want to be affiliated or doing those things if you don't have the self-control. Because you do not want to be, what? A reason or a call for anybody to stumble. Even yourself. Paul says what? Don't mess around with it. Flee from them. Run from the temptations that's upon you. Why? Because now when you call yourself a follower of Christ, and you make this intimate relationship with him you need to make sure that you are a good wife a good bride you want to be pleasing to your husband which is the lord so that's how we are and where we go so here it is with paul i mean oh paul with with john and with christ where it comes but here again this is i don't know why this is a resounding verse that i have right here that comes from 35 in Luke 7, it says the wisdom is justified by her children. It, that verse is not leaving me. It's been on me for some time now. Because what is wisdom known? She's known or justified by her children. So if we're walking in the, in the spirit of wisdom which we are because we have the Spirit of God in us now, we should be making what? Right choices. So by our choices, 
reflect wisdom. Wisdom is the gift or it is the solitude. It's my wife is a navigator for me. Sometimes I had a, we had a guy, how, we, how long we been? We ain't been married too long, was it? Anyway, we was in a meeting. And this guy's like, hey, you're like Don Johnson. You got, you're like a speedboat off of Miami Vice. I said, really? He said, yeah, I see it, the fin and all that stuff. He said, but you going so fast? Lord had to give you somebody with a navigation system. Well, that, that, it, it turned into a pontoon boat. Yes, ma'am. Yeah. It's important, I think, that we also learn some came, but I came. Right. Because it really depends on your spiritual growth in the Lord. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I'm glad you went there because that's, that's, that's basically where we're going okay. right here. Probably not going to Galatians 6. I'm going to probably go to Ephesians 5 or somewhere around there. Close by. So, but anyway, and that's what we're talking about. That's where we're going. So look, let's look at here where I'm going. Does all fun stop when we become followers of Christ? Are we not supposed to enjoy the things of this earth and the world? 
we're of the world. We're in the world, but we're not of the world. Okay? So that's where the discernments come in. A man needs to know his limitations. Okay? Where we go. But the point of what I'm, I'm getting at to these things is do you have control? Have you got to that part of your life that you understand that if you have a little bit now that you didn't have, how's it going to change you or will it change you? Can you handle substances and things of this earth? Have you matured enough to say, hey, I can lay this thing down. If the Lord gives you some stuff and he tells you to throw it away again, can you do that part? Because here's the deal. Who's number one? Period. It's not about anything else, whatever, whatsoever. It's about him. Period. So as it goes forth, now look, and here's what I'm talking about. Look in uh, uh, the next verse in 36 right here. <laughs> It's, the, it's, about, it's about the woman in the alabaster jar, okay? Let me just jump for time, time reasons. Let's jump. It's where it's at. She comes in. It's just right out there. But wisdom is justified by all her children. One of the Pharisees asked him to come eat with him. So when he went to the Pharisee's house and sat down for the supper, there was a woman of the city who was a sinner. When she learned that Jesus was sitting in the supper, the Pharisee's house, she, what? she brought what? She brought her alabaster jar of ointment, and she stood behind him. And, and look. At his feet weeping and began to wash his feet with tears and wipe them with her own hair. All right. And kissed his feet and anointed him with that ointment. Perspective here. What's the big deal here? Number one. She's not supposed to come in this house. She didn't care. Basically, the same what we're talking about if things going on in a place that you don't uh, associate with, can you still go in there? Yes. Do you want to talk, you know, drinking, whatever going on in there, can you still go? Or you say, I ain't going in there. I have one pastor say, I don't go eat in that restaurant. Why? Well, they, they sell liquor there. Well, you going to go drink? I can't help what's. It's the same thing. Listen, she wasn't welcome there, but she knew where she was going. But she had said, hey, I know Jesus is there, so therefore what? I'm going. Because wherever he is, I'm going to be. What he says, I'm welcome. All right, wherever I shall be, my servants shall be too, right? All right, so here it is. She goes in there. Now, what did she bring with her? Her ointment. Her perfume. Her livelihood. Because more than likely, remember we talking about our fragrances? She had to smell good. Because she might not get business, maybe. Who knows? I don't know. I don't want to speculate too far. But not everybody had an alabaster jar full of perfume. It's part of her livelihood. But she had an encounter with Jesus. And she went to where she knew that she wasn't welcome and she went anyway. She was so in love with the Lord that she didn't care who was there. She didn't care what they were saying because they were talking. It even goes on to say, well, if he, even, if he was such a prophet, he wouldn't even allow this woman to do such a thing. But she could not help herself. She broke 
the jar. There's no turning back. I'm done. You are the lover of my soul. You are the one who woos me. You are the one who has changed me. You are the one who has gave me life. You are the one who has delivered me from a life of debauchery and, and fornication, of sin, whatever it is, the world, period. We can put all kind of labels off the stuff. Everybody here has been delivered from something. If not multiple things. For they said, it's one I have, what, seven demons? My goodness, I bet you I had a lot more than that. Lord knows I've been fighting a lot more than that since I've come to Christ. Number one was me that I'm fighting. Oh, we're going to get in that lesson one day. Yeah. Because I had a great revelation with my wife going on. And, you know, it says we don't wrestle but with what? We don't wrestle with. But with what? Okay. Let me tell you something. This is a freebie. We probably think so high of ourselves sometimes, sort of like these Pharisees. We think we're wrestling, wrestling, like on WWE or something. We in the ring with these great spiritual forces and stuff. And they ain't, that, that's not who's in the ring with us. It's our own, per, own self. We ain't even overcome ourselves to even start fighting over there in the spiritual realm yet. <laughs> Because it didn't say what we wrestle with. Not with our, we don't wrestle with this. We wrestle with that. This is what we got to overcome, though. This is what you got to deny yeah. Yeah. and overcome. That, that's the, the fight ain't even started yet when you hadn't got there. Yes, sir, Jeff. Mm -hmm. So they can kind of guard each other too and help each other. And you know, I think if you go into a wedding and it's after nine o'clock, have have somebody with you that you trust to be kind of. So if, that's if you're not sure. Should I go in there? Does that make sense, Victoria? I mean, you know, and so because one person might have a license to do it, somebody doesn't. That's why I think she was going to play the stick. You know, so we, we can't set judgment on everybody, but if we know our own weakness, then we get somebody. That's right. That's why you think, what? It's not good for a man to be alone. Let's go in twos. Why? The reward's a lot better, isn't it? It's what, well, you know what it's called? You know what it's called, Jeff? It's called accountability. Yeah. Willing to put yourself, that's why the unity comes in. If I don't have a unified body, who's going to hold me accountable? Am I willing to do so? To find a person. Why these small groups are so important. Intimate time. If we're not intimate with the Lord, who's holding us accountable? It's the Holy Spirit working in our life. Remember when I was talking about the red lights? The Holy Spirit would throw up a stop sign. Okay. Don't go here. Don't do this. Don't do that. So we hold ourselves with accountability in our partners. And all he says, so here's this woman. She throws everything down. Now, look what happened here. 
See, this is a beautiful display of what happens when we encounter and have a true repentance, change of mind. All right? Now, look what comes when we finally have that encounter and have that repentance. It says that there will be fruit and there will be action. That action is faith. Faith is an action. There will be a resolve. There will be evidence in your life that you have chose to follow Christ. There will be evidence in your life if you have an intimate relationship with him. This is a church building that we come and fellowship with. And some people come and get fed here. That's good. But there's also people who bring food. Do you understand that? And that's where we need to get to. Let's don't show up when it's time to eat without bringing a plate of food. No matter what it is. We are accountable. We need to have food to eat that Jesus was talking about over at the well. I have food that you know not of. We need to make sure we have some of that food. This is a time that where we're coming to, we don't need to be the five unwise. We need to be the five wise. We need to make sure that we have oil that's going to last. I don't know how long it's going to be needing to be last, but my goodness, as long as we have that relationship, that intimate... Listen, he's going to keep our fire burning. Okay, so that's where she is. And she knows there's nothing left in this world if I don't have you, Lord. I don't care what they're going to say about me. I got to have you. And what it is, it's nonsense to me. As long as I got you and you tell me who I am. <laughs> Thank you, Randy. I know you love to do that. So what that happens, it grows us and it matures us when we start having this encounter. When we start willing to just lay ourselves down at the feet of Jesus, it starts giving us this, this capacity. It's called understanding. It's called senesis. It's called the capacity to hold more knowledge. It means that I can have more of Jesus than I could ever thought about because now I have understanding, which strengthens my, out, my container. Like the new wine skin, you know what I'm saying? Without that true repentance, you won't get a new wine skin. So he can't pour a new wine in it, or he'll blow it up. But when you have that new wine skin, you can hold more of Jesus than you could ever could imagine. Listen, that demoniac, he had allegiance in him. But listen, we were, he was not made to hold those legions. He was made to hold more of Christ. We're vessels. And with that intimacy. All right, so where that is right there. Now listen. <laughs> the intimate knowing. That's where it is. Perceive, understanding someone in all areas and ways. The intimacy and the declaration that this woman gave Jesus saved her, healed her, and made her whole. Sozo. This is not just go take a bath time. Are you, are you born again? Yeah, I've been, I've been baptized. No. Huh. 
Oh, have you been born again? Have you been renewed? Are you a new wineskin? Do you have new wine being poured into you? Are you one that's wanting to, to grow and ferment in Jesus? And allow Jesus to ferment in you. Because here's the unity. It's not that I'm going to conform to be like Jesus. I'm going to unify to be like Jesus. Paul says, do not be conformed to the things of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, which is metanoo, which is a repentance, because you change the way you think. All right. So we got to finish. So the capacity. And it's, it's also, all right, Ephesians 5. Look what it says. And I'm done, okay? Because Why? Why is this very important in this time that we, uh, we become an apiliotos? So look at Ephesians 5 right quick. Let's go to verse 25. It's only like three verses we can get through right quick, and we'll be done. Now look what it says. We know that husbands... In, in, in 25 and 28, husbands, love your wives just as Christ also loved the church and gave himself for it that he might sanctify and cleanse it with the washing of water by the word and that he might present himself a glorious church, not having spot or wrinkle or any such thing, but that it should be holy and without blemish. There's your word again. Guess what he's coming back after? Everybody says, oh, Jesus is coming. Jesus is coming. He sure is. But what's he coming after? What kind of bride? Listen. This isn't a work-based deal. Except surrendering. Laying at his feet just like she did. Do you, do you think that he was powerful enough to finish the work... And to save everyone who called upon his name on that cross? Was he strong enough and more powerful than anything you could ever take in your body? Because he says over there in Mark uh, 5, I think it is, or 7, 7, Mark 7. We says, it's not what a man puts into his body that makes him unclean or defiles him. It's what he puts out of him. Do you not think that he's not strong enough, man enough to take care of all that stuff for his beautiful bride? Then why don't we just trust him and allow him to be who he's supposed to be and allow him to work? All we need to do is just love him. All we got to do is get back to the foundation of it all. What did he do for you? Did you have an encounter with the great I am? Yes. God with us. He's with us. But you, but you know what, Vicky? That was the prophecy. He said, when he was with us, he says, I'm going to go away. You won't see me no more. He said, but don't you fear. Fret not, because I'm going to send back the Holy Ghost, the Spirit of Truth, and he's going to be what? With you. And he's going to be in you for just a little while. No. Forever. 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 So no longer 
is he because it's a finished work. It's been fulfilled. He's not just Emmanuel, God with us. My goodness. I don't know what the word we could say, but I wish I had one that could just throw it in there right now. It'd be really cool right now, but I don't. But it's God in us. And he's without spot or blemish. And he's our cover. Hallelujah. So, we celebrate this season as we're closing for one reason. But because God is now with us. We live it out now because he's not just with us. He's in us. And if he's in you, you're going to be without spot, blemish, or wrinkle. You're going to walk this thing out and you're going to please your husband. You want to be a servant. You want to trust him and allow him to be who he's supposed to be. Amen? Amen. Let's go. Father, we love you and we praise you. We thank you for coming to us, Lord God, that you're not the unseen God, the unknown God anymore to a specific group of people. Lord God, you've made yourself known to the entire universe, Lord, to the entire earth. That night, that starry night, Lord God, when your star shined so bright that it illuminated your manger. Lord God, we know that you're not in that manger no more. Lord God, you're not on that cross no more. Lord, you're not in that grave no more. But Lord, let me tell you where you are. Hallelujah. The only reason I can tell you is because you showed me. You're in me. You're in me now, Lord. And you're everywhere I want you to be. You're everywhere I need you to be. You're everywhere I allow you to be. So, Lord, as, as David called out, search us. Honey, any unclean thing, Lord, let us, let us put out who you are to this world and this trying time, Lord. Let us be those shining bright lights, Lord, just like that star of Bethlehem that people from far off will see and come unto you. Lord, we love you and we praise you and we thank you for this time because you are time. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Anybody tell you to love you today? Just did.